Hi, I'm Ashley Atwood with Sunshine Hill Properties, and I've helped over 70 hopeful homeowners build their bridge from renting to home ownership. Now I'm here to give you the tools you need to achieve your dream of becoming a homeowner. This is the How to Be a Homeowner podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to How to Be a Homeowner. I am Ashley Atwood, your host, and we are sponsored by Sunshine Hill Properties. Today, we are talking all things insurance with my friend, Julie Boutros. She's a sales agent at Comparion Insurance Agency. Did I say it right? Yeah. Comparion. 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 I guess to manage my <laughs> Yeah. If you want to sound fancier, it can be yeah. Comparion. Comparion. <laughs> uh, she actually started her career at Lillibri Mutual. I won't sing the jingle, but it is in my head. Uh, <laughs> a little over two years ago, and she was working with one of the top agents in the company. Um, she began insurance brand new. Yeah. Didn't know anything, but she obviously eager and willing to learn. Um, and then because she was on such a rock star team, she learned how important it is for people to have correct amounts of coverage and uh, properly protecting their assets. And she also learned how to more accru- accurately quote clients to manage risks and overall provide a better customer service to her clients. So welcome, Julie. Thank you. To the show. Um, Julie and I work together often. She helps a lot of my rental clients with um, with their rental coverage, and we'll go over that as well, since some of you are still renting while you're shopping for your houses, or um, maybe you're a lease option client with myself, and you need good renter's insurance, so we will definitely be covering that. Um, but I'm glad she's here. She's so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> she takes my breath away on camera. If you're not, if you're listening and not watching, check baby. us out on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> Well, I got a big old baby in me, or she does not. <laughs> anyway, um, Julie, well, I like to start asking why insurance. Um, so honestly, my why is I just like to educate people on what they have and what they need. Because mm-hmm. when I got into insurance, I didn't know um, exactly what it all entailed. So most of the time, people don't think that they need certain amount of coverage and insurance is just something that they need to have. Um, So my why is pretty much educating people and Mm -hmm. just letting them know like, hey, if you own this many properties or if you have young drivers in your household, then you need to protect yourself more or you need to protect, you know, all those expensive things that you're buying so that if there is a situation where you need to call your insurance company, that they're actually doing what they need to do and you're not coming out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Insurance can be very mysterious. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I am always baffled by it. So I'm always happy to have a great agent make sure that I understand what I'm covered with. And even if I don't fully understand, like he or she knows. Yeah. You're covered. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. In that kind of regard. What is your favorite part about working in the in- insurance agent, uh, excuse me, insurance industry? There we go. Um, I just like that feeling when someone feels comfortable and they're like at peace of mind. Mm-hmm. They have that peace of mind to know like, oh, okay, I don't need to worry because I'm paying for something and I know if I need it, it's going to protect me. Mm-hmm. So, and um, you know, some agents are like, sometimes when you call into an insurance company, they'll just give you a quote, just 
based off of nothing, just mm-hmm. what they think you should have. But when you go into detail with like an agent and you have somebody that you work closely with, they will, since that's their job, they will do um, what they need to do to basically get you the right coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know insurance is one of those things that you hate having to pay for until yeah. you need it. Until you need it. Until you exactly. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, thank God, I'm yeah. covered. <laughs> and you're like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. So when you need it, you're going to be glad you got it. Um, especially if you're covered with somebody like Julie, who has actually got you covered versus calling and saying, hey, this happened. Like your, insurance, your insurance is like, sorry, you're not covered. And you're like, what? But I called the guy on TV and he, <laughs> I'm not going to stay any, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like any specific uh, <laughs> like, yeah. company, but like, you never know. I like having somebody specific, specific. A lot of people do. Yeah. That can yeah. like make sure, cause you know, my life, yeah. you know, I'm expecting a baby, you know, that I have X, Y, or Z. So you can make sure that you're, that I'm covered for those exactly. specific items or specific things in my yeah in my life. So, okay, um, that was a quick intro. <laughs> we're gonna take a really quick break, a little commercial, and then we're gonna come jump in and we're gonna start with renters insurance, okay? okay? So, we'll be right back. For this break, I'm gonna mention one of our incredible sponsors, HOA.com. Did y'all know that HOA actually stands for Homeowner Alliance? They're America's number one referral network for professionals that service homeowners. That means their entire existence is to pair quality service professionals that service your house with you as the homeowner. Go to HOA.com slash Ashley to find a service professional in your area. They serve the entire country from Austin to Denver to Phoenix to Tampa. You'll be able to find somebody in your area. Also, if you are a service professional and you want to partner with HOA.com, Go to the same link, hoa.com slash Ashley and sign up today. Welcome back. <laughs> yes. We set up a little conversation off screen. So maybe y'all should check out the social media pages and um, see what we were talking about. Chicago land and whatnot. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's jump into some renter's insurance. So renter's insurance, I know, is super affordable um, and you should definitely have it. Um, the, a lot of the property managers that we work with as agents, when we get you into a home, they're like, oh, we have insurance covered for you if you don't have your own. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you told me when I mentioned that to you. Yeah. From my experience, the property management um, renter's insurance covers just the uh, policyholder's liability. It does not provide coverage for any of their personal property. Right. So the yeah. policyholder's liability, the policyholder is the landlord in this. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Right. But the renter only has liability. Right. Yes. So, so what is liability? So basically, if um, in the case of like a lawsuit uh, resulting from like any incidents in the rental property, um, the liability portion will help protect the policyholder. So it will protect the policyholder, and if something happens, somebody can't sue the resident. Yeah, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Not any of the personal property in the house, or if they are, themselves get hurt, they're no. not covered at all. The landlord might be able to address that, but yeah, the land. But if you're personally like, what I took from our conversation was that like when it's the landlord's policy, the landlord is covered, mm-hmm. 
and they're covering their tail, which is why they have it. But you should also cover your tail by getting your own. Yes, definitely. Renter's insurance. Um, so what should we make sure is covered in our own policy about renter's insurance? Um, so you'll have three, mainly four coverages on your renter's insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just standard on all renter's policies, but they have your personal property, um, additional living expenses, and then um, your liability. Um, and then you have medical payments. Um, the personal property is the most important one. Think of every single thing you own from like your furniture, your clothes, your shoes, your bedding, um, computers, computers, electronics, devices, all of that stuff. And it's not only covered while it's inside of your apartment or in your home, it's covered outside too. So if you're traveling and you, um, lose your computer or something, or it's stolen, that's something you file under your renter's insurance. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Ooh, that's good to know because I travel a lot and have to yeah. carry my computer everywhere mm-hmm. I go because I work everywhere I go. So that pretty much everything you own and mm-hmm. now should be under your renter's insurance for sale property. And that covers um, like damage and or theft. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So in a place like a fire. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or something that damages your property, you're covered. But also if somebody happens to break into your home. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then the second one is additional living expenses. And that will basically provide coverage if you have to live somewhere else while there's, well, you, if you have a claim at your home. So they'll pay for you to so that's the fire. Yeah, I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're not going to be able to live there. So what do you do? Exactly. And your, um, your insurance will help take care of that. Now, if they're only covered by their landlord's insurance, do you think that would be something that... No. No. So you would be out of luck. (laughs) If their landlord's insurance, well, their landlord has their own policy. They have a policy for their rental property. They have a landlord policy. And then they have what the tenant needs, which is just the liability. But the liability coverage, it will not protect them if the tenant, if they have to live somewhere else, Mm -mm. they'll have to pay to go live somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. That right there is a reason because we all know how expensive rents and especially mm-hmm. temporary places or if you've got to book an airbnb or yeah like a temporary place those are like at least one and a half times the cost mm-hmm. of regular rent so not to mention now you got to rebuy your all of your groceries exactly um clothes and lots of other things that you have to replace because you had a fire or something god forbid but <laughs> Like I said, like it's something Seriously, that we don't want about until, yeah. you, until you need it. And, you know, God forbid any of this happened, but you want to be, you just want to know what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when we're doing renter's insurance, um, I know the landlords will usually say, we need X amount of is it liability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they'll give you some instructions on how much insurance they want you to have. Yeah. But, Sometimes they ask to be additionally insured. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? So they'll ask to be an additional interest or an um, additionally, not additionally insured. They want to be an additional interest on the policy. All that means is essentially they want to know if the policy cancels, if it laps. If it laps, that means it canceled. If there's been any changes in your policy or if um, once your renewal comes up, they'll get notice as well. That's all that means. Yeah. Okay. So 
it's not additionally insured. It's just like, hey, I want to make sure she's it's covered. It's additional insurance. Yeah. yeah. So that they're their back is covered if you don't make your payments. Yeah, so they, they know, know if you've canceled, like if you go and get a renter's insurance policy and you show them the proof and then a week later you cancel it, they're going to get notice that you've canceled your policy. And and they should. Yeah. yeah and, and they should. They want to make sure that they're, they're protected. Covered, yeah. And they're protected as well. So, um, you know, having that for them is a courtesy, but at the and same it's time- it's so inexpensive. Like, yeah, they need it's honestly like between eight to twelve dollars a month, just depending on like how much coverage you need. And then, but it's worth it. It's really worth it. It's worth it. Um, there's a really cool bird outside. Sorry. Oh it's yeah, there it is. Um, I don't know what kind of bird that is. Too bad y'all aren't here because um, that was fun. Anyway, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> just <laughs> um that they should know if something happens to the policy and if it cancels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's so affordable. I know that whether you're in a, I, I lived in Los Angeles mm -hmm. and New York for a long time. So for me, it was protecting against theft because yeah, it was highly, highly populated. And now where I live, um, y'all just heard the cool bird. Well, there's lots and lots of wildlife out here and we're in Arizona and it's dry. Like what if the fire starts like out there, like like a random strike of lightning or something. So, um, yeah, yeah. And you always live in circumstances that may differ. Like you may not be in the middle of New York city where mm -hmm. theft is actually a, a fear, but yeah. there's something else that you need to do. And for eight to $12 a month to have that piece of mind, it's so worth it. And then you get the discount on your auto. So that's <laughs> always good. Multi-policy um, discounts. Yeah. And another thing on your personal property for certain things like your jewelry or if you have like high-priced items like collectibles or um, like any fine arts and stuff, there's a limit on your renter's insurance for how much coverage is on there for those items. So if you feel like you want more coverage to protect those things, you need to let your agent know that you have these high ticket items and you need more coverage and they will add it on there okay yeah but there's a limit on the on renter's insurance for certain things like a, yeah like the general policy but you can yeah. always add on to customize your policy exactly you need it. okay so is there anything else about renters that we didn't cover with um, move to homeowners no i think we're good. nothing we're good yeah All renters okay um so let's move into homeowners insurance you're going to be, especially if you have a loan, you're going to be required to have this mm -hmm. before you close on your house. So as soon as you find a home, you're going to want to go shopping <laughs> for insurance. And it would be better if you already had like somebody like Julie um, that on your, your home buying team so that once you get it under contract, you could just call her up and, and talk about the details of the home and go from there. So is homeowner's insurance similar to renter's insurance? Yes, it is. Okay. How, how is it different? Um, so your homeowner's insurance is covering the ho home itself. So your first coverage is going to be your dwelling coverage or your coverage A. And that's going to basically pay to repair or re rebuild the home if it was, you know, a total loss or if there was damage to the home. Um, but that's one of the big ones. And then you have your coverage B or your other structures. 
And that's like the outbuildings of your on your property. Like you think about like a shed, uh, a barn, um, a garage. The walls or fences are included in that. A pool's covered. A up. pool's included in that if you have a trampoline. But if you have a pool or a trampoline, you might want to consider maybe increasing your liability on your home because you have more high risk things in your house. So just to give yourself some more protection. Um, and honestly, increasing like liability from like just slightly, maybe um, from 300 to 500,000 or from 100 to 300 does not raise the premium a lot at all. It's like a couple dollars or maybe $20. And again, yeah. to, to you know reinforce what liability is, if you have a family and your neighbor kids are playing with your kids on the trampoline and the neighbor kid falls off and breaks his leg, um, the parent might come to you and say, hey, you owe us all of this or sue you or God forbid something mm -hmm. like that. And the liability insurance protects you from that. Mm -hmm. So just that's what sh when you have higher risk things, you want to make sure that you've got enough high higher risk yeah. coverage. Your liability is based on like your assets, you know, what you own, if you have like stocks, if Basically everything mm -hmm. you own, that's what you want to base how much your liability is on, on your home insurance, because the liability will protect you in and outside of your home. So even if something doesn't happen directly in your home and someone tries to sue you, the liability portion on your home insurance would help with that. Okay. So higher net worth you are, the more liability exactly. you need because yeah. you can go after all of that net worth. You yes. them too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, um, so I, from what I'm hearing is the main difference between renters and homeowners is that you're actually protecting the structure and the property versus renters. The landlord's policy covers his own, his or her own property mm -hmm. and the house and the yard and the renters covers everything else mm -hmm. like under the roof. Yeah. And homeowners includes the structures, includes the like, yeah, the residence insurance doesn't cover anything um, for the home itself. Like that's the under the landlord's responsibility. Yeah. But the renters is protecting all of your stuff and then your liability and for you to live somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And then for home insurance too, you have medical payments. Um, that coverage will pay for like small injuries for someone that's injured in your home regardless of who's at fault, just so that it doesn't escalate into a lawsuit. And then ha and then the insurance company has to pay out for the liability portion. Mm -hmm. So they mm -hmm. have medical payments to help not get to that point. Yeah, yeah. good faith almost. Yeah, <laughs> like here's this, please don't sue me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's some money for your injury. Uh -huh. So when, so we have to look at our yeah. rebuild costs. We want to make sure rebuild costs are covered. We want to make sure medical payments are covered. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure our liability is high enough and covered. Is there Are there any other like major coverage categories, for lack of a better word, that we need to make sure we have enough of? Um, yes. So another coverage is the water backup. And that um, basically provides coverage if that water backs up and overflows into your home. So if you have like a sewer, like it would come in from like the sewer or a drain or if you have a sump pump. Okay. Yeah. Is that like the sewer, like 
the drain in your house? Yeah. Or is that like this a man drain. hole outside? <laughs> no, no, the drain in your house. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I'm good. Be, I would want to be protected if that's the case. Um, so what you just said is that traditional homeowners insurance doesn't have that. Normally they don't have it. No. Okay. And that could happen, guys. Yes. Um, when you listen to our plumbing episode, I tell a story <laughs> about sewage coming up out of our showers because Ooh. tree roots had grown down. Yeah, I've heard stuff happening. And are yeah. coming. And so um, luckily we were able to take care of it before any real damage happened. But if you didn't, maybe you were out of town or something. I mean, you want to make sure that that's covered. Are there any other like um, things that we need to think about adding to a, our traditional homeowners policy? Things that should be covered but aren't aren't in a traditional way. Um, so you also have extended replacement costs on your dwelling or additional replacement costs. That's going to provide more coverage onto the dwelling, onto your home coverage, um, your coverage A, so that if, um, for example, say you have like 330,000 for your dwelling coverage, and then there's a claim and the house is a total loss and they have to rebuild it, and it may exceed that amount, the 330,000, you have an additional like 25 or 50% in your policy to help with that additional cost that's needed to rebuild the house. So what would be some scenarios where um, the additional cost is needed? Is it just cost of supplies have gone up? Yeah, or it's like inflation or like material or- Okay, so yeah. if you've, well, let's say this, if you've improved your home, you move in, and you replace your finishes, your floors, your cabinets, your countertops with much nicer materials, mm -hmm. um, you would need to renew. Like Not renew your policy. Yes, definitely. You should let your agent know, like, this is, I have custom countertops, cabinets, my bathrooms are custom, they're, I have, I have upgrades. You know, if you have like, whatever you've done to your house to upgrade it, let your agent know so that your dwelling coverage is enough and it's it's calculated the right way. Yeah, so you don't yeah. want to rely on that extra coverage for those kinds of upgrades. You yeah. are all, we want your policy to be customized yeah. to your house. And every year at your renewal, the insurance company will slightly increase those coverages just to keep up with inflation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So... That's good. So extra extra cover coverage for you know in in case there's inflation, we've mm -hmm. got the water backup. Now I know I get people calling me about flood insurance or fire insurance or you know different types of insurance that aren't covered. Mm -hmm. um, are there places where flood insurance is automatic because it happens a lot or? Do we need to add those kinds of things? Earthquakes, stuff like that. Um, yeah, if you live in a state where you need earthquake coverage, you need to get a separate policy. Okay, yeah, so flood insurance depends on where you live. And sometimes your lender will actually require, and the bank will require that you have a separate policy for it. And most insurance companies, they offer flood insurance. Um, so, but that's gonna be a separate policy that you have to purchase. So if you live in the area where there's like high risk flood and you can't get flood insurance, you can get a policy directly through the NFIP, which is the National Flood Insurance Program, and it's backed up by FEMA. So 
That's really good to know. Yeah. And even if you get your home insurance, I mean, your flood insurance through your home insurance carrier, it's still backed up by FEMA. Yeah. Okay. What about fires? By, by the NFIP, I mean. Is our fires like automatically covered? Yeah. Fire is automatically covered. Fire is automatically covered, but earthquakes and floods, not so much. Anything else that's not so much covered? Um, there's things like, so if there's mold in your house and you know, like it's just, it's due to like lack of maintenance, that's not covered on your part or the seller's part. Well, if it's from the seller, then that's something that you deal with, like with the real estate agent, right? So that's something that the inspector will exactly deal with before you that shouldn't. Yeah. Okay. But, um, or if you have like a roof leak, um, and it's caused by, a storm or something or a covered claim like a covered oh my goodness a covered a covered thing yeah if it's if it's it's caused by something that's covered then they will pay to repair it mm-hmm. but if the roof leak is just due to you not maintaining your roof then essentially they probably won't so it's like a, it's like a warranty like warranties are void if you don't properly maintain Mm -hmm. like your roof if you don't have the debris brushed off of it every blah 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 time the roofing episode will explain (laughs) that um (laughs) go go find the roofing episode um then the warranty will be void so similar similarly with insurance if you're neglecting your house um being like ah insurance will cover it if it breaks wrong Mm -hmm. like they'll be able to tell so hence the the roof leak if there's a storm and the roof leaked and the insurance would have covered it because it's a storm but then you don't do anything about it and now that leak turns into mold now we have an insurance issue yeah so make sure that you are um keeping up with your house and maintaining your house which is the whole reason this entire podcast (laughs) so that we know those kinds of things that we need to do to take care of our our huge investment um Okay, now here's the, here's the, going to be the confusing part for me. I'll get a policy in the mail that's like three inches thick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's an exaggeration, but it's really thick. And I never, ever, ever, ever look at it. I never do. I'm like, okay, fingers <laughs> crossed. Yes, yeah. but I think it says away. Nothing. It's filed away just yeah. in case. But but I don't read it. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people don't because it could get, it's so big. What are some things that we need? How do we read our, that big policy? Is there a summary that we can look at to make it easier on ourselves? Like help us, help me through that. Yeah. So the main thing that you want to have is your declaration page. Okay. Um, your declaration page will show all of your coverages. It will tell you the limits, what you have for all of the coverages. It will tell you anything that's added on, like any additional endorsements that you have on your policy. It will tell you how much you're paying. It will tell you the the policy term. So like if your bank reaches out to you and says, oh yeah, it shows you don't have insurance on your home, you can send that over to them. Um, but then you'll also want to call your agent because you'll want to find out why they're calling you. But um, yeah, it will show the term the premium it will show you your coverages it will tell you if there's some a mortgage company listed on there um and it'll tell you who's on the policy who's the first and second named insured um and yeah 
to the deck page is the most important. It is the most important. Yeah, everything else is just like breaks down that deck page into more. Yeah, and it's just like probably legal stuff that they need to include, right? So I yes. Yeah, <laughs> may as well be red than Chinese. I know, I know. <laughs> like it's so foreign to me. Yeah. But that sounds like that's the page that we need to pay attention to. And if you don't understand what's on that page, call your Julie, if it's not Julie, and say, hey, can you review mm-hmm. this declaration page with me so that I understand it? Yeah, we do that. I'll say for a lot of our clients, we, I want to say compare the coverages, but we do like, look at what they have and then just show them like okay this is maybe it's the same like some things be the same but maybe some things are different and Mm -hmm. it's like okay this is why it's different but Mm -hmm. you know and this is what you have over there and some people don't know like sometimes their deductible is a percentage of their dwelling coverage and then that's how some insurance companies do it and then some insurance companies will just give you a flat amount like a thousand dollars or whatever you pick um, but mm-hmm. some people don't know that their deductible is a percentage of their dwelling, mm-hmm. and that can be really high. Yeah. Well, I know my replacement cost is really high. I was like, oh, wow, okay, I'll take that. So if it's a percentage of that, then I'm here. I'm a lot. Okay. All right. Well, what else? Is there Are there any other questions that I did not cover um, about insurance that you think are new homeowners, people shopping for houses, or renters, anybody that should know? Yeah. So when you're talking to your agent, you're going to want to give them as much information on the house so that they're able to properly calculate the amount of coverage you need for your dwelling. But there's also a really simple way that you can do it yourself. So if you multiply the square footage of your home, by the local um the local building costs per square foot in your area you'll be able to understand like how many how much coverage you need for the dwelling how do you find the local building so, costs you'll want to ask the agent okay yeah ask is that agent. like do you mean like if we look up on our mls how much the average square foot is per like that it's selling for is that what you i mean? don't think it's no it would be the like the building cost and then so like different, actual, yeah hammers and nails like yeah. build it not resale mm-hmm. okay yeah and so that's what you you don't want to know and then um, a lot of people sometimes will be like will ask me um if it's difficult for them to switch insurance midterm like if they're moving their auto um if they want they don't want to shop their home because they feel like it might cause issues with their mortgage company um, even if they're saving or if they're getting better coverage by putting it with their auto. Um, but honestly, it's so easy to um, notify the uh, mortgage company that they're going to be switching. And for all that stuff that happens in the background, it's really, it's easy to do and it doesn't cause any issues. So. Do you guys do that? or Yeah, well, we, have to do that. no, so we send them an invoice for their new insurance. And then I always cancel their prior insurance for them. And um, sometimes I'll let, I always let the customer actually know that they might receive a letter in the mail from their mortgage company, or they might receive a refund check from their current insurance. Mm-hmm. So when they receive a refund check, they want to just reach out to their mortgage company and let them know that they switched insurance. And the mortgage company will let them know if um, they want them to send back the refund check to their escrow account, 
or if they can keep it. So, so once that is done, we need to make sure we're communicating as buyers with our mortgage or the escrow company that's like holding our insurance Mm -hmm. payment. So we need to make sure we do that. Yes. Um, I'm sure somebody like Julie will remind you (laughs) to do that. Remind you. (laughs) Yeah. Your mortgage, your lender's not going to mess around if they see that insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, They see if you're not covered, but you should be covered. It should be like the way Julie will arrange it is like, it'll start the day that your other cancels, you know? So oh, yeah. So you don't have no lapse in your... There's yeah. no gap. So, yeah, you don't want to start it, like, a few days before, and you don't want to start it... Definitely don't start it a few days after. You need to end it the same day the other one starts. Yeah. Yeah. So so there there won't be any lapse, but mm-hmm. your mortgage company might freak out if they're sending money out of your escrow and, you know, so just... just yeah, let them know so that you're not yeah. short on your... When you're as one, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's also in the title escrow. Actually, I don't know if we have an escrow, we have a title episode, but not escrow episode. But <laughs> y'all might just have to ask the question if you don't understand what escrow is, just write the question in the comments, yeah, or or email me your question and we'll get the answer for you. Okay, well, um, that was informative, highly. Let's jump into the little fun in the segment questions that i always do what is your number one most frequently asked question um my most asked question is why the dwelling coverage does not match the market value or what they paid for their home Mm, what's the answer to that yeah so that the coverage on your dwelling will never reflect how much your home is worth if you sold it today or, you know, it doesn't reflect the market value. The dwelling coverage is the amount that the insurance company is calculating or estimating that it will cost to rebuild your house as it is. Again, based on like what you're telling them or what they can pull from like Zillow or, you know, the county assessor or like, but you need to let them know too if you're doing upgrades in your home. Mm -hmm. So that's what that amount is. It's just how much it's gonna cost to rebuild your house. Yeah, not how much it would cost if you sold it tomorrow. Right. So yeah. that would be like adding a pool. Like if I added a pool in my backyard, mm-hmm. that's really expensive. It's hundred, we'll just say hundred thousand dollars for a really nice pool mm-hmm. insulation. Well, that doesn't in itself increase my home's value one hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. It only increases it a certain percentage of that. So when I, I personally would not just put in a pool to resell it. I would put it in to enjoy and use it for several years, get my, what I feel like my value is out of it. It does add value to the market value of your home, but it does not, it's a different replacement cost. Yeah. So that's why, that's what that means. Cool. Mm-hmm. If you have questions about that, and like Let I like, I want to say, do you have any questions? <laughs> like I have an actual live audience, but I don't. Anyway, um, what's the number one most frequently not asked questions that you wish people would ask you more? Um, I wish people would ask if the liability part or the liability coverage is enough for them. And um, the reason I say I wish they would ask is because most of the time I always ask them, mm-hmm. and I always have to get into detail of about like what they own or you know like and like what their assets are so like i feel like if people 
maybe knew a little bit more. And if they asked, like, is this enough to protect me? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so be open and honest mm-hmm. with your insurance agent. They're not trying to, um, yeah, I always say overprice like, you or underprice you. They're yeah. trying, like, if you're honest with them, they can actually get you the coverage you need mm-hmm. so that you're not upset later. I always tell people, like, let your insurance company do what it's supposed to do. Like you're paying for it, let them do their job. And if you have a claim, let let the insurance company take care of it. Like don't come out of pocket, you know, because it's not worth it. Okay. Yeah. Um, is uh, there any difference between like homeowners insurance here in Phoenix versus a Chicago, let's say, because we have listeners yeah. in Chicago. So there would be a difference in the building material. Like our homes in Arizona are like stucco. And in Chicago, we have a lot of brick and like older homes. So the building material is different so that your dwelling coverage will be different. It might be higher um, just depending on the house, but the building material. Okay. So yeah. for homes. The philosophy of insurance isn't so much different. It's no. just like the type of house that you live in. Yes. Um, and the cost of building, it's going to be higher in Chicago than it is say out here. Yeah. Because when they're calculating, again, the dwelling coverage, they're looking at what your home is built out of like is stucco or do you have brick or you know what what's what are the materials Mm -hmm. so okay yeah so that's the main thing then um when someone is looking for an insurance agent right they're not in phoenix so they're looking for an insurance agent what are some good questions for them to ask when they're shopping for somebody like you um interview questions interview questions yeah <laughs> like, yeah like like they're interviewing like i'm going to interview you for the job of my insurance agent how do i know i'm getting a good insurance agent what questions should i ask um they should really ask to have someone go over um like the policy with them um to explain their coverages to explain like what each of them will cover um, don't don't just get a policy and be like, what's the premium or what am I going to be paying? Okay, that's fine. Like have them explain to you what you have on there and how much coverage you have on there. And, um, and then explain to them as well, again, like if you need more. Um, and then also like if you have jewelry or if you have collectibles or like more expensive things, make sure that you're asking how much coverage you have on the policy for those things so you know if you need to add more Mm -hmm. um and like for example jewelry so a lot of people don't know this but jewelry if you provide or if you add more coverage on your home insurance for your jewelry and then you have a claim that claim is going to fall under your home insurance so at your renewal you'll see your premium increase because if you filed the claim for your jewelry that falls under your home insurance. Um, we have insurance company that we work with that just insures jewelry and they're honestly amazing. Their rates are really good. Mm-hmm. And um, they you can pick your jeweler, like they're they're really good. Um, and it doesn't affect your home insurance if you do file a claim. Okay. Yeah. So I'm so. hearing you say is like when you're talking to them, make sure that they can explain to yeah, you explain to and that you, they yeah. take the time to do that. You mm-hmm. you don't want an insurance agent that's like it's just this, just don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, no, if that's how you want as a buyer to be, just be like blindly trust them, Yeah. then that's fine. That's your choice. But 
you want to make sure you're with somebody that's willing to explain all the details to you, to sit down with you, take the time to be your personal representative. Yeah, and explain to you before you have a claim and yeah. then they're having to explain to you yeah. what you have and what you don't have. Yeah. So they'll like ex let have them explain it to you when you're getting it. Mm -hmm. And you know, even if you don't understand any something, just let them know because honestly insurance is confusing mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't understand it and you're you know, you just ask and they'll tell you and hopefully yeah. if they don't tell you or if they treat you like you're then you call me less than because <laughs> yeah they shouldn't be you know yeah, exactly. so that, that would be a good interview it's just like when you're talking with them about your coverage if they're not answering your questions if they're treating you like you should know these things or like you're less than because you're asking or like you shouldn't stuff. you shouldn't really worry about it like they'll take care of you but they don't want to explain it like that's yeah. a red just flag. still have yeah right that's a red flag she goes somewhere. Go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, do you? Is there any like industry jargon that would make us sound like we know what we're talking about? Yeah. So declaration page. Oh, that's your. We learned about. Yeah. yeah. That's your okay. policy summary page, pretty much. Um, your premium is just. I think everybody knows what you're paying. Yeah, but just in case, your premium is what you're paying for the year for your home insurance. That's what the rate is. So like your monthly payment or your annual payment that you make. Yes. Right. And then your dwelling coverage again is the coverage for your home. Mm -hmm. um, insurance companies don't insure land. So it's just the dwelling coverage, the foundation, like the home itself. And then um, also like endorsements. Mm -hmm. An endorsement is basically something you're going to add onto your policy if you need to make a change. Um, or like a, a blanket policy, or if you're scheduling something that's again, going back to like the jewelry or like if you have high ticket items or if you want more coverage, yeah, that you're going to schedule it onto your home insurance. So you're adding more coverage and, and essentially those things, when you schedule it on there, you have no deductible as well. Okay. Yeah. It's a deductible. Oh, and a deductible is what you pay to the insurance company and then uh when there's a claim that's your portion before the insurance company takes care of the rest okay so it's like i mean i don't know what it is for home insurance but typically it's like a thousand dollars oh just a thousand dollars well it, you are allowed to pick it based on what you feel comfortable with but standard i think is like a thousand dollars that's similar to what a car is yeah a lot of times some people put money aside just in case and they'll increase their deductible because the higher the, dedu the deductible is, the lower your premium is going to be. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, some people have like a deductible fund. <laughs> in okay. case. We should all have yeah. a savings account for those, those just in cases with our homes. That is for sure. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. What is my last question? That's it. So how, how do people reach you? Let's, let's tell them how to get a hold of you for their insurance. Yeah. So you reach me on my Facebook. It's at Julie underscore Boutros, period, 315. Uh -huh. Or you can email me. It's Julie, period, and it's spelled J-U-L-I-E, period, B-O-U-T-R-O-S at ComparionInsurance.com. Okay. If you didn't write all that down, it will be in the show notes. So you can like, yeah, you can do that. Um, also, don't forget to like email me your questions or comment your questions, whatever we'll have 
um, a question and answer episode where we can get more detailed if we didn't cover something that you have a question about. But other than that, guys, that's the end of the insurance episode. Thank Julie, you. Julie, thanks for being here, Thank driving you. all the way out. You guys don't know that <laughs> I live nowhere. way out. Like, yeah. Way out. Um, which we love until we want visitors and they're like, you live where? <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks for coming all the way out here. All of you guys, thanks for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of How to Be in the Water. Bye. Bye. Sunshine Hill Properties is proud to bring you the How to Be a Homeowner podcast. If you have more questions, ask them in the comment section. I will be featuring and answering them in upcoming episodes. If you like the show, leave a review and share it with a friend. Our goal is to help as many people as possible achieve their dreams, and your reviews help reach those people. If you are ready to build your bridge to homeownership, reach out to me at sunshinehillproperties.com to make an appointment for a call. No matter where you are in the country or on your journey, I'm ready to get you headed in the right direction with a free consultation. Interested in finding a trusted service provider in your area or partnering with HOA.com as a service professional? Go to HOA.com slash Ashley. Are you an agent? Great. I am growing my team in states across the country. Let's schedule a call to see if we need an agent to cover your area. Visit sunshinehillproperties.com. Want a career in real estate? You're not an agent yet, but you still want a career? That's still wonderful. I'd love to talk to you about training with me or one of my team members. Contact us at, you guessed it, sunshinehillproperties.com. I have to shout out our amazing post-production team. Thank you, Space Dream Productions, for doing every bit of post-production. I truly could not have made this show happen without you. And last but not least, if you don't want to miss a thing, be sure to subscribe to us now on the How to Be a Homeowner podcast.